All right. Well, this is part two of this series that we're calling Third Person. And the reason that we called this series the third person is because we're studying the Holy Spirit, who is, we talked about this last week, that he is the third person. He's God. First of all, he's a he, he's not an it. He's a person, he has a personality. He has a role. Second of all, he is God. He is the third person of the Trinity. He's not, and the other thing is that he's not weird. People are weird, the Holy Spirit's not weird. He's not this wispy thing, the force that like in the Star Wars, that's not him. He is the third person in the Trinity and we have to relate to him as a person, okay? The other thing that we learn is that he's with you all the time. If you're a Jesus follower, he's with you and in you all the time. And you can have a relationship with him. And in the, in the scripture, it actually talks about the comforter, the counselor, the advocate. It just means somebody that wants to be with you. He wants to walk with you. If you missed that, you can check out part one from last week online or YouTube. But we talked about he wants to be somebody that wants to be your intimate friend. And Jesus left and sent the Holy Spirit. So while we are here on this earth, it's the closest thing to having Jesus right beside us, that he wants to live with us and in us. And there are, but there are people that say, nah, that's fine. The Holy Spirit does live on the inside, but he doesn't speak to anybody anymore. Well, we're gonna address that. And in, in addition to that, the number one asked question about prayer, your relationship with God is hands down the number one asked question that most people ask or have about their relationship with God is how do I hear the voice of God? How do I hear? You could say, well, I, I think the Holy Spirit's speaking to me, but I don't know if that's me or the devil or, or God and, or the tacos I ate last night. I don't know, you know? But God, I wanna know, d d how are you speaking? How are you speaking to me? And how can I hear you? How can I hear you like Pastor Micah heard about that well digger? How do I hear you? The truth is, is this, is that, you know, we, we question, is God speaking? But the truth is we don't have a speaking or God doesn't have a speaking problem. We have a hearing problem. God's always speaking. The Holy Spirit's always speaking, all right? But here's what Jesus says. He said, whoever has ears to hear, let them hear. So we gotta know that there are some of us, and I've been here, that don't have ears to hear. And what we wanna do is we wanna have our ears prepared to hear from God. And that's what we're gonna talk about. Like for instance, if, if you could just learn, if you could just tune in, if you could cut through all the noise that's going on around us, we would realize that God is speaking to us a lot more than we realize. So once again, God doesn't have a speaking problem. He's speaking, but do we have a hearing problem? Do we, have we tuned our ears to hear his voice? Which begs the question, how? How do I hear the Holy Spirit? And I'm telling you, there's so much confusion in the church today. Can you hear the voice of, of God? And if he does speak today, then how would you do that? And there seems to be two extremes, right? We're either in the ditch on one side that says, you know, God told me this, God told me that, God told me this, God told me 20 day, times a day, God told me, God told me, God told me, God told me. And he met anybody like that? I didn't know what to order off the menu and God said, you need to get the Caesar salad. <laughs> now, I'm not saying he can't do that but sometimes it gets a little flaky, okay? Then we've got people that are, they're confused because they, they never seem like they hear from, from God or hear the voice of the, of the Lord and, or, or they don't know what voices they're hearing and so they just say, well, God doesn't speak. 
But so let me ask a question. I'll, I'll raise my hand first to put everybody at ease. Who has ever been really, really sure that you heard the Lord, you went ahead with what you heard, and then you found out later it wasn't God at all? So how do we know, right? This whole idea can be extremely confusing, and so we're going to do our best to sort it out, okay? A lot of times, it's hard to understand. Most people don't understand what the voice of God is like. Well, in John chapter 10, it gives us just a little glimpse of what that might be like. And uh, it's Jesus speaking here, and he says, the gatekeeper opens the gate for him. Jesus, a lot of times, he uses metaphors and pictures to kind of paint things, and he calls himself a shepherd, and he called us, the, the church, sheep. And he says, the sheep have the innate ability to listen to his voice. What sheep can do is they can hear their shepherd's voice. They recognize it. And the reason that Jesus uses this metaphor is that they say that two shepherds could like meet along the road and they can cross the road together and all their flocks will actually intermingle together right, while the shepherds talk and kind of get to know each other or whatever. And all the shepherds have to do when they leave is they just call out to his herd or, uh, or his herd and these particular sheep will actually distinguish their shepherd's voice from the other shepherd and all the sheep will actually separate themselves because they know the voice of their shepherd. It's a really cool metaphor that Jesus used and all his audience would have understood this. And he says, he calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. And that's what we all want, right? And he says, so when he has brought them all out, uh, out all his own, he goes out ahead of them. This is the dynamic that I want in my life, that God is ahead of me, all right? So before we go to work tomorrow, before we go to school, before you answer that email, before you comment on Facebook, we need to hear God's voice. And it says he goes ahead of them and the sheep follow him because they know his voice, okay? Then it says, but they never follow a stranger, a competing voice. In fact, they run away from the stranger's voice because they don't recognize it. For some of us, it's critical, like it was for me. We're, we're in a decision-making process. This decision could be life-offering or altering, and we want to know, what does God have to say? So literally, before you take that appointment, before you respond to that text, before you do anything, just asking, okay, God, can you lead me? And everywhere that we go, he is the one that wants to keep us on track, wants to help us. And so here's what I wanna share with you today, okay? Get this, if you don't get anything else, is that the Holy Spirit still speaks to people today. He doesn't have a talking problem. Many of us, we have a hearing problem. The amazing thing is that we have a speaking God that speaks to us today. This notion that God is not speaking today is not true. He has spoken very much throughout time and he still speaks to his people today. But the question we wrestle with is how? How do we know, right? How do we know if the voice that I think I'm hearing on the inside of me is the Holy Spirit? I'm talking about audible voices, but I'm talking about how do we know? I'm gonna share with you something I learned from my father. Basically, I'm gonna re-preach one of his messages today, okay? So this is, this is by Pastor Steve. I'm gonna teach it to you just the way that he taught it to me. All right, here's how to know if you're hearing the voice of the Lord. Second Timothy chapter three and verse 16 says that all scripture is God breathed, or in other words, is given by the inspiration of God and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correction, training 
in righteousness. So the very first thing that we do in listening to the voice of, for the Lord, voice of the Lord is not actually listening to the voice of the Lord at all. It is asking, what does the Bible say? Amen. All right? So maybe you don't, we know what God says about, for me, about 90% of the decisions that I have to make personally on a day-to-day basis, the things I need to understand are in the Bible. Okay? Now, so we start hearing the voice of God by not listening for the voice of the Holy Spirit at all. Now you do, but you start in the word of God and ask, what does the Bible say about this? Okay, I didn't have to pray about whether or not to pray for this pastor. It's in the Bible. How to respond to him personally, it was just up to him. I mean, it's up to the Bible. Because I think one of the things is that we start with the word, and in order to do that, we have to know what it says. You can't just trust your intuition, okay? We have to know what the scriptures say, what the word of God says. And sometimes people will say that God told them things that I know that God didn't tell them at all. And how do, well, how do you know, Micah? Well, I had one guy say that, you know what? Uh, I, the Holy Spirit's telling me to leave my wife. Oh, is she cheating on you? No. Is she abusing you? No. Well, how, how do you know? Well, I just feel it. Well, I've got a book that the Holy Spirit wrote that says something completely different. It's like if, if somebody came and told us George Washington hated America. Well, why wouldn't you believe that? Because we have numerous letters in George Washington's own handwriting saying how much he loved America. So just because somebody shows up with that and says, well, yeah, but this is from, you know, a friend of George Washington behind closed door, they told him they hated America. No, we have all this documentation. And so we can say, you know, the people can go and come and say, the Holy Spirit showed me this. And you say, no, actually the Bible says this. Are you trying to judge me? No, I'm just saying there's a book he wrote. And so the book says this, and you say that. I'm going to go with what the book says. All right? So number one is asking the question, what does the Bible say? A lot of times people will try to pass off their own thoughts or their own philosophies as being from the Holy Spirit, but we have the word of God. So always start here, okay? Always start with the, the word of God, the Bible, the scriptures, okay? Now, not all the answers you need are in the Bible, though. Okay, probably, probably nine out of 10 of the things that we have to react when we react to people or react to situations or have to make decisions. There are a lot of them in the Bible, but not all of them. And the Holy Spirit does speak to people in our spirit. And so this is what I want you to see. The second thing in knowing the voice of the Holy Spirit is it goes back to our opening scriptures about the shepherd and the sheep in John 10. So he's just, he's talked about the shepherd and the sheep hearing and knowing the shepherd's voice, which is a great illustration from Jesus. And he says, the sheep follow him, the shepherd, because they know his voice, but they will never follow a stranger. In fact, they will run away from the stranger because they don't recognize his voice. So when we're, strength, when we're seeking God for his direction, you know, the, when it's not in the Bible, do I do this or do I do that? When I want to hear the voice of the Lord, there's another voice that we need to be concerned about. Most of us are concerned that we hear the voice of the Lord, but 
if you hear the voice of the Lord, how many of you, and you know it's the voice of God, how many of you are gonna follow it? Okay, most of us. How many of you, if you know it's the voice of the devil, you know that's the devil, I'm not following it. All right, Jesus here is identifying a third voice that we're not thinking about. He's not talking about the voice of God or the voice of the devil, he's talking about the voice of a stranger. All right, that's the voice you can't identify. This is the area where a lot of times the enemy tries to keep us confused on hearing the voice of the Holy Spirit. Because we'll, we'll bounce back and forth. We'll, 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 we'll have a thought, quote unquote, a voice. And so you're like, is that God? If it's God, I wanna do it. If it's not God, I don't wanna do it. And man, these are, there's a lot weighing in the balance. And so maybe I should do it because I don't wanna miss God. And then the next, the next time you're like, well, well, no, wait a minute, I'm not sure. And then the next day, it switches again. You're like, no, I think, I think that, that might've been God. I think that, and then the next day you're back. Am I the only one that has ever done that? I'd love to tell you that your pastor always, you know, never does that. But we don't wanna miss God, right? We don't wanna miss God, but if, we, but if we don't do it, then we're gonna be in trouble. If we do it and it's not God, then maybe it'll be a mistake. Watch this. That's the voice that Jesus is talking about, the voice of a stranger. Jesus says, my sheep know my voice. So it's the voice that you know. If I'm praying and I think I'm hearing God, but ah, this could be God, but I don't know. And the next day it's like, ah, I, I just dismiss that until I know. Okay, it's the voice of a stranger. It's the voice you can't identify. And so many Jesus followers get messed up because the enemy is trying to keep us confused. Now, don't start here, by the way. If you got a decision to make, you don't start here. Where do you start? You start with the Bible, all right? You start with the Bible. And then step two, what you do is you ask the Holy Spirit for guidance, okay? This is what you will know but sometimes you don't always hear that guidance from, you know, Holy Spirit, I gotta make this decision by, the, by tomorrow. What do I do? What do I do? And I know what it's like where it's like, I don't hear anything. It's just silence. I come out, you know, I come out of prayer and I'm like, I, I still don't know what to do. Here's the thing, is the voice that you know is the voice that you wanna follow. And sometimes, some of us have never, well, I've never heard that. Sometimes it's because we never waited on it. We weren't sure, so we jumped ahead, but when you wait and you stand, James 1 says this, if any of you lack wisdom, you should ask God who gives generously. He gives generously to all without finding fault. In other words, even because you've made mistakes in the past, he's not going to withhold on you and it will be given to you. But when you ask, you must believe and not doubt because the one who doubts it is like a wave of the sea blown and tossed by the wind. And that person shouldn't expect to receive anything from God. Such a person is double-minded and unstable in all that they do. It means that you receive wisdom by faith. You have it even when you don't see it, okay? My, my father who taught me this has been guilty to, to tell, you know, just to say, hey, what are you gonna do in this situation? I know exactly what to do. Well, great, tell me what it is. I know exactly what to do. Well, we'd like to know. I know exactly what to do. What he, and so it's like, oh, I see what you're doing. He is, he's speaking in faith that he knows what to do. 
See, because faith perceived as real fact what's not yet revealed to the senses. So he's not lying, he's walking by faith. He is perceiving as real fact, I know what to do, even though his senses is not, have not picked up on the fact that, I don't, that, that he doesn't really know what to do yet. So he, he'll just say, I know exactly what decision to make. Well, what is it? I know what to do. All right, I know it, I know. We'll just wait, we'll wait. Amen. And you get in, that, in this situation where you say, I don't know what to do, I don't know what to do, I don't know what to do, I don't know what to do. And as we read the Bible, we find out that when you speak in faith, believing what you say, it will actually come to pass. So you can actually embed in your heart that you don't know what to do. You have to be careful. Say, well, I, I know what to do. I don't know what it is yet, but I know what to do. Seems contradictory, but here's the thing. What you're doing is you're waiting on the voice of the Lord. You're not following the voice of a stranger, but you're waiting on the voice of the Lord. How long can you wait though? As long as it takes. Getting anxious about hearing the Holy Spirit and making decisions, it will actually ruin the process of hearing him. Every time, it'll ruin him. And a lot of times, other people will pressure you into things that you actually have the choice to wait on. Watch this. Proverbs chapter 11 says, for lack of guidance, this is the third thing, for lack of guidance, a nation falls, but victory is won through many advisors. So here's the third thing is that we need for other people to, to confirm for us. Step one, You've got the Bible behind you. Number two is you're sure that you've heard the Lord. Then number three is to get confirmation from somebody else. And don't be afraid for somebody to actually challenge what you know, I know that I know is the Lord. Don't skip this step though. See, it says that in a, in a multitude of counselors, there's safety. In other words, that doesn't mean like a ton of counselors that, you, that all tell you something different until, and you kind of keep going around until somebody tells you what you want to hear. I've, see, I've, I've seen that. What it's talking about is a consensus of counsel. You go to uh, people that you know, that you trust, four, five, six people, and they're all hearing you and they're all, and maybe even conferring among themselves, it's good to just pull those people together. I do this and, and ask them all at the same time. And watch this. Don't ask counsel from people you know are gonna agree with you. Whatever your heart, says, whatever your heart feels, brother, just go for it. No, ask people that you respect and sometimes even people that are not super close to you so they can be objective. See, we all wanna to go to people who know me, know my situation, but when you do that, sometimes they're so close to the situation, they can't give you an objective opinion, okay? Get confirmation from wise, honest people that are not afraid to make you mad. Look, not everybody wants to hurt your feelings enough to be honest with you. You got plenty of people that are just like, well, do whatever God leads you to do. Now I want you to go pray about it, okay? All right, so then the last one, Colossians chapter, Colossians chapter three says, let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts since as members of the body, you were called to in peace and be thankful. So this, this word rule right here, this is, gonna set, this, is gonna, this is gonna help a lot of you. This word rule, it means to act as an umpire in the original, in the original Greek language. It means that word rule is to act like an umpire, okay? You know what an umpire does? They call the close calls. They, 
at a baseball game, they're standing over the catcher and when a ball comes in, have you ever noticed at a ball game when there's crazy wild pitch, it's in the dirt, the umpire doesn't say anything. Because everybody, like even up in the cheap seats, everybody knows that wasn't a strike. So he just kind of, he just steps away. Everybody knows that ain't God. What, he, what the umpire doing is he's looking for the pitch that's close, that nobody can tell but him because he's right there and he's watching for it. And then he calls out, strike! Because people in the stands couldn't see it. The other players couldn't see it, but he could because he's the umpire. And this says, let the peace of God rule as your umpire in your heart. Now listen, once again, don't start here. So many Christians start here. Well, I'm gonna do this. Well, why are you gonna do that? Because I have peace. That's the only thing you got? What does the Bible say? I've just got a peace in my heart. Really, that's all you got. You're gonna start there. No, the peace of God is an umpire. It doesn't give you direction. The peace of God is the umpire. It means once you've got the word, you know that you hold the Holy Spirit, you've got wise counsel, and maybe there's still like this tinge of, ah, should I send that money? I don't know. It's the peace of God that makes the final call. When you have these four things line up, then that's when you know it's time to move. Now, I wanna... I wanna let you know how this process can be used also to determine the timing of God, okay? Because these four don't line up doesn't necessarily mean that you're not getting direction from God, that second step maybe. What it might mean is that maybe it is God, but the timing is not right. You may be missing one of these. You've got the word, then you've got the voice of the Holy Spirit. It's not a stranger. You know that you heard the voice of the Holy Spirit, but then you maybe come to the council. You know, you've got, you've got your wise counsel and they're like, ah, I don't know. I don't see that. But I know that I know that I heard the Lord. You know, well, what do you think? Ah, we, we, don't, we don't see you doing that. Man, but I know I heard God. These, I need to fire these counselors, get more counselors that'll agree with me. No, maybe you heard the Lord, but the timing is not right yet. I've seen that happen a lot. For some reason, they, you know, they're not in on, with you on this, or maybe you don't have that peace or that check right now. You got a check. It might be a year later, a week later. It could be a whole nother time later. Um, I mean, it's you've got to make sure that you have all four in line. You've got to wait for the timing of God. Sometimes it's just wrong. I know I need to change jobs, but for some reason, one of these is not in line, but maybe it's not the timing. You've got all the, maybe you've got all the counselors, the word, you know it, but there's this peace that's there. Mm. I know I heard the Holy Spirit, but you know, the, the wise counsel is there. They feel like this is a good thing, but I just still, ah, Something just, I'm not sure. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's just timing. So you just wait. And then maybe three weeks later, you wake up one morning and you go, oh, this is what was going on. This is why now it's time to move. So does that make sense? That's how you determine the timing of God. So often we are concerned about hearing the voice of the Lord. We get anxious, right? And we don't wait on his timing. So I know that we all have decisions that we have to make throughout our life. 
And the Holy Spirit is that intimate friend that wants to be there right next to you and wants to speak with you, his voice in your life. That's why he was given to you is to walk through you and to lead you and to guide you. And what would it, I mean, there's like, think about it. And, and no matter how much you know the Holy Spirit, there's always room to grow. But think about what it would be like if you had all of these, you understood the Bible, but then you also, and let me say this, the more you read the Bible, the more you learn to recognize his voice, okay? So that second step, yeah, but I never hear anything or whatever. How much are you in the scriptures? How much are you in the scriptures? Somebody could send me a letter from Melissa and I could read it and I could tell from the verbiage and I could tell from the way it was phrased and, and her heart in it, I could tell you whether it was from her or not. Because I have read, because I understand, I communicate with her so much that I know. So if that second step is where you're kind of getting, I can get counselors and I can read the Bible and, you know, and, I, and, and the peace thing, I mean, I'm either nervous or I'm not. There's a peace thing in your heart. But what about that listening thing? I'm telling you, what would it be like if you were so familiar with his voice and listening? This is why we keep preaching to you the one-year Bible, the one-year Bible, because it's a daily dose it's a daily dose of his voice to where when you, get, when you get that check in your spirit or some direction, you're like, is that, is, that the vo- is that him? Is that the voice? Just if you're not in tune with it yet, just continue to read the scriptures, continue to read the voice. And what would it be like if day after day after day, you were led by him? He was that intimate friend that helped you carry your load from day to day. And could you imagine if us as the body of Christ if we were all walking with the Holy Spirit and could hear his voice and understood how to move and work, could you imagine what he could do in us and through us, in our families, in our community? So many times when I was getting ready to say something to Melissa and and the Holy Spirit went, ah, 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 and I said it anyway. (laughs) And I paid the price. (laughs) Wouldn't it be great if we could hear the voice of the Lord? if we could follow the voice of the Lord. Will you stand with me?